You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place the ghosts like to walk around. Hey, we all know that we're going to die, baby. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC. With me today, as per usual, is my pretty okay co-host, Kiki. How you doing, Kiki? It has been just over a year since we started this podcast, and I'm still just pretty okay. Yep. I mean, (laughs) you've had some upgrades and downgrades. One day you'll get there. So how's life going, man? Oh, it's going. It is absolutely going i am living the life i am i am enjoying the life i am just doing my best i hate everything and i kind of want the asteroid to hit us right before the election well there's a couple of things that i want to mention they would have happened a couple weeks ago by now and one of them in particular actually happened months ago and we weren't i don't know i felt like i felt like we weren't gonna advertise that we were just going to let things happen organically and if you listeners happen to see it on youtube then fine and if you didn't you know that's okay too but i think it's time for us to like toot our horn just a little tiny bit now that we're 365 days in and that is in case you didn't notice uh the tyler strand from hellier liked our review of hellier that he was a large part of season two and um yeah, I, I want to toot our horn about that. He he enjoyed it and joked about it and said that he would like to have a beer with us uh, after COVID. Wasn't that months ago? That's what I just said. I said it was months and months and months ago. I thought we talked about that. We did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> didn't. Maybe you told me and then I, did. I forgot. Okay. See, this is... I didn't want to like say anything on, on air at the time because I was like, eh, let's just let it go. Let's just, you know, we'll see if it happens organically. People might actually head over to our YouTube channel and see our audio over there. I thought that was pretty cool. Tyler Strand's a cool guy. Maybe he'll come on one day and talk about anything other than Hellier, because that would be my promise, because I think he's kind of like, you know. Or if he wants to talk about Hellier, whatever he wants to do. I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm okay with just going to get a beer with a guy or right? several beers. Right? That's what I was saying. I just want to go get very drunk at this point. I'm tired of not being drunk. <laughs> correct. Yes, that is a correct thing. <laughs> Um, me too <laughs> i don't like just drinking around the house right because then you just feel like an alcoholic yeah and i don't i don't want to feel like an alcoholic um i want to be able to like plausibly deny the fact that i'm an alcohol i mean <laughs> just for the record I barely drink. Now, if there's a name for over-drinking chocolate milk, that's what I am. Mm. <laughs> Fuck me up. Is Cord online? I doubt it. His little things lit up. Yeah, we sort of forgot to ask our second co-host if he wanted to show up today. Sorry, Cord. <laughs> <laughs> or was it just that you wanted to be the only co-host for this one? No, I'm, I'm the host. I'm sorry. I mean the other. I forgot to ask my other co-host if he wanted to be here. That's right. You're the host. I keep, God damn it. I keep forgetting. That we're not in pod of holding all the time. I know. Yep. <laughs> oh, and perfect segue. Glad I could help. Klaus Pearson, the writer and director of Draug, did listen to our review, which was me and JC. So, you know, the two of us did the review for Draug, his movie, and he listened to it and he loved it and he thanked us. And that just made my entire existence. So I'm good. I'm good to go. Yes, whenever famous people reach out and say thanks. I mean, he's not like famous, famous, but like, you know, he's more famous than I am. Um, also in the last 365 days, Tony Todd, the actor from Candyman, is following us. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I remember you telling me that, too. Right. But see, we don't advertise these things because we don't want to, you know, we're like, uh, we downplay it. But so, so basically, you know, we're not famous yet, but give us give us time. We will be fuckheads. We're getting there. And we've, you know, doubled our listenership in the last just three weeks alone, which could be because it's we're heading into spooky season. But I like to think it's because we uh, 
we try to do a really good job and bring you guys things that you don't know about. I like to think it's because finally people are like, wow, that JC guy, he's, you know what? He has some pretty good opinions on squonks. We need to follow him more. Yes, yes, it is true. Squonks are the third best cryptid. The first is also squonks, and the second is also... Just slightly different variations of squonks. No, the same one. They're just, they're so wonderful, they take up the first three. The first three slots. I feel like there was something else I was supposed to tell you guys. Well, by now, we will have opened up our Redbubble store beginning of uh, October here. And we're going to have, well, we do have some special artwork that's done by Chris Stone, who's amazing. And he did our logo for Out of Holding. That was the big stuff that we had going on, honestly. We're getting famous. And thank you. Thank you all yeah. so very much yeah. for helping us be famous. And thanks to all our uh, fellow podcasters who've also been helping us out greatly, you know, getting the word out. And I'm sure if you follow us on Twitter that's where I do most of the posts for other podcasts. And yes, like these are all people that we listen to and we enjoy as well. So it's a really nice big podcasting family where we feel like there are so many ghost stories. There's so many paranormal stories. There's plenty of room for all of us because believe it or not, each one of us has a pretty interesting niche, you know, so because we just deal with the stuff here in the northeastern area of, you know, New England down to Maryland, basically. Gosh, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of stories. And we haven't even touched on half of the haunted locations yet. And it's already been one year. And so we got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah, we got we got like years of content already oh, yeah. just in my mind. It's crazy. The stupid things I'm willing to say. So <laughs> we'll be here a while. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I want to comment on one of the podcasts you and I enjoy. The one host when they first started, he, he was a lot more like how I am, a lot more not himself. And he recently apologized. He's like, I just, I don't know what happened. And he's like, I, I just realized I didn't need to be that. I'm like, other than making fun of the word that you're going to get mad if I say, and other cryptids, I am who I am. And I'm going to keep being, this, hopefully. And um, because I listen to the same podcast, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Work sucks. Being a mom right now sucks. I know it sucks for a lot of people. Kids are quote unquote back in school here, but they're all being homeschooled. Little man was supposed to start preschool and make new friends and get out of here like, you know, four hours a day, a few days a week, just, you know, to be away from us and to meet new people. And all of that is gone. Can't do it. He basically just has me and his father as his friends. And uh, it's been tough because I know that he's going a little crazy. Because he's sick of the play. We can at least take him out now. And we found out that one of the parks here, nobody goes there during the week. It's completely empty. It's just us. And it's good for the COVID factor, but it's terrible for his making friends factor. So we're back to square one. We're like, yay, we can get out of the house and we can at least get into the nature And because there's a lake there. But anybody right now who has smaller children who are missing out on that preschool or even kindergarten at this point, I do feel really bad for you guys because I'm right there with you. And um, yeah, it'll be okay. We'll get through it. Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, I don't have kids uh, that I have to worry about um, as I've given them all to adoption agencies. But uh, yeah, it's definitely I've um, I know quite a few parents having trouble, uh, even the homeschooling stuff. You know, you got to work a full time job and then fucking teach your kids. Like it's, it's tough. It's, it's real tough. And I'm very sympathetic for everyone going through what they're going through. It requires so much more patience. But anyway, also kudos to a lot of the podcasters out there that I've talked to that I know also are in the same situation working full time. And this was their, you know, part time sort of like side creativity and having now the kids at home makes it even more difficult to record and just be thankful for anyone who's doing this and creating content and entertainment for you, most of these people are also working another job and now also have children at home <laughs> being homeschooled. <laughs> so much fun. It's okay, though. I mean, the, the other nice thing is that the community, everyone that I know, no one's actually complaining about that. They're all 100% like, no, I'm I'm thankful that my kids can be home. Does it suck? Eh, yeah, but you know what? It is what it is. And I wouldn't send them to school anyway. 
Yeah, because I think there's a school near us, well, more near me, Northwestern, I believe, elementary school in Pennsylvania, Lehigh County area. I think they closed down because they had three or four cases of COVID in their elementary. I can see that happening more and more to where it's it's just going to simply be all kids are going to be stay at home because, you know, fuck it. And as we're getting into normal flu season, oh my gosh, our world is chaos. Well, my brother in my future brother-in-law gave us the surprising news that he was being tested for covid and i had just been in contact with him wonderful so i'm looking for a new co-host <laughs> no 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 he's fine his test result came back negative oh. but he did have the flu but he just had a more severe case he is a smoker and it was one of those, is it I have the flu and I'm starting to get like a bronchitis thing or do I have COVID? There was enough there from the doctor's perspective that, yes, let's just test you because God forbid we don't want you passing this to anybody, obviously anyone else. But the odd thing, though, is that he does work in a situation where he is mandatory, but he's not around a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. he was very like... I. Even if I have it, like it would have had to have been like I had to go to the store. I had to get food. I had, you know, I'm not really around people at work, you know, so it's a scary time we live in. Ever vigilant, guys, ever vigilant. You never know. You really don't. So always be on guard. And today's subject is uh, where you don't want to wind up because of COVID stupidity. Where's that, Kiki? In a cemetery because you're dead. Ah, got him. (laughs) What a good joke there, Kiki. Ah, you did a good job. Thanks. I've been working on my delivery. (laughs) Today's promo goes out to one of my new favorite podcasts. Just started listening to these guys. Nopeville podcast. Nopeville is a city where all the horrors that make you say nope are rumored to have gathered and made their home. Your guides are Christine and Jen. And they take you on a tour and introduce you to your worst nightmares from the paranormal, supernatural, true crime, fiction, and nonfiction. And then when we get back, we are going to talk some of the most haunted and famous cemeteries in the Northeastern United States. Nice. I'm excited. I'm going to go to some of these. I'll take Cord with me. Are you looking for a new adventure? Did you ever want to visit the city where all your nightmares reside? Well, you're in luck. Join us, your tour guides, Christine and Jen, to visit Nopeville, where you will be personally escorted on an all-inclusive trip through the city and see all possibilities of terror and fright. You'll see all sorts of things on your tours, including, but definitely not limited to, the paranormal, true crime, the supernatural, and more. If you're into all that and enjoy a little dark humor, book your tour today and nope right along with us. Check us out on our website at nopevillepodcast.com to see where you can listen to Nopeville today. All right, welcome back, guys. Well, go. Wow. I died. What the hell? <laughs> uh, you ever try and talk when, like, there's still water in your throat? Because uh, I did. And you almost drowned. I almost drowned. <laughs> Welcome back, you sons of guns. In the Draug review, yeah. he said, you sons of bitches and you daughters of witches. <laughs> did I? Yes. Oh, that's such a good fucking thing. To I know. Say. Ah. Well, I kind I kind of helped you out with the daughters of witches things, but you said it though. So it was a team effort on that one. It was good. I think that needs to be a t-shirt. Fucking figure it out. You're you're the producer. You produce it. Your girlfriend is an artist. She she she's got enough on her plate. <laughs> Until she's my sugar mama and she can fund missions like a portion of Mission Spooky, she's got enough on her plate. Dang it! Keep trying to convince her. She's not good with like spooky drawings. I anyway, like she's good with like cute. I mean, I'm sure she could do spooky stuff. Don't show her this recording. Don't but, show her this recording. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? No one tell. I mean, I know she won't listen to it because she she doesn't want to. She doesn't support us anyway. It's fine. I get it. I, I know. <laughs> she doesn't like spooky. She doesn't believe in ghosts because I'll go on like tangents just being like, well, Bigfoot has to be real because blah, 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 blah. And she'll just be like, okay, that's so nice. Wow, what a great, you're so creative when you think like. <laughs> She's making fun of me somehow. The first cemetery that I'm going to talk about is called Egg Hill Church 
and cemetery. So are there chickens there? No. Because it's Egg Hill, not Chicken Hill. Okay. So there, sure. there's eggs there? Let me have it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start with this one because I've noticed that it has come up on several websites as being a haunted location. And the legend is that there's this old reverend who killed every single one of his parishioners in one night. That's just a lot of work. It's also not true. Oh, well, spoiler alert. That's the point. This one I'm spoiling for you guys early, okay? We need to talk about this one because this is a perfect case of ghost hunters and paranormal investigators not doing their research and just believing a legend without question. And this has resulted in several break-ins at the church and continual trespassing on what is private property. The church and the grounds are recognized as historic landmarks as well. So... If you have this location on your quote-unquote haunted PA locations list, you need to remove it immediately because this story is not true. This church was built in 1850 and there's absolutely no record in any newspaper about any reverend killing every single person in one night. And believe me, that would have made national news at that time. The New York Times was already well established before 1850s okay so the new york times would definitely have picked this up it's just not true and this actually is a good example of why i do what i do with this podcast because which is literally so much more than <laughs> all the things except sitting down and being like let's say some stupid thing that's <laughs> That's the only job I don't have. I don't get. I don't have that that job listed. Say stupid. You you do also sit down and say some stupid things. Oh yeah, but it's not my top thing. Remember when you were saying that that cryptid in the the lake, Lake Town Ray or whatever, Ray's Town Ray. Yeah, you don't even know what it is, but yeah. Look, but I love him. I don't know who he is, but I love him. Okay, or her, or them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's more than one. I love them all. Anyway, I, I, we're not getting mad today. The Ray Town. Shh, be quiet. <laughs> You're trying to make me talk about cryptids. No. <laughs> Add JC. Anyway, this is why I do this. To help investigators and ghost hunters with the information before you go out somewhere half-cocked or, you know, whatever you want to say. So please, Big Hill Church and Cemetery, leave it alone. It is private property. You will be arrested. Okay? 100%. Yes. We don't want you getting hurt or arrested. So. I mean, for trespassing on that specific graveyard. If, however, you are a murderer, we kind of want you to get arrested. <laughs> I just, I just want to clarify. Kiki does not believe that we do not believe in arrest. I said I don't want our investigators or ghost hunters. That's going not what you out. said. You just said we don't want you to get arrested. Maybe there's a murderer listening to us. <sighs> when you said that, when you were like, maybe there's a murderer listening to us, I was like, is that is that good for the podcast or is that bad for the podcast? I don't. I'm not really sure. Like how? Uh, we're not a we're not a true crime. Oh, not a true crime podcast, but yeah, you know, anyway. I mean, unless he's making ghosts. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that would be good. Just let us know. Don't tell us where the bodies are. No, just no, us, we don't. Like, what? Okay, no, we don't want murderers listening to the podcast. <laughs> it's bad. I'm glad we came to that conclusion. <laughs> glad we could work through that. It took about 20 seconds longer than it should have, but yeah, that's bad. Glad I could assist with that. I'm going to start with St. Peter's Episcopal Churchyard, which is located at 313 Pine Street in Philadelphia. A little bit of historical background because it is a really cool churchyard. I'll tell you what. The tower and the spire were designed in 1842 by William Strickland. Some people may know that name. Also responsible for designing the Second National Bank in Philadelphia. And one of my favorite buildings in Philly, the Merchant Exchange Building in Old City. There are two wooden angels that flank the organ inside. Those were designed by William Rush, who is considered the first major American sculptor. Now, here's a little tidbit that I love, and I think a lot of you guys might get a kick out of this. The pews were rented until 1966. For those of you who don't have any idea what I'm talking about, wealthy people in cities and towns would purchase a piece of the church even create their own pew designs in some places 
and they held the deed to those little pieces of the church, sometimes passing them down through generations, which would also generate extra money. So can you imagine Okay. going to church and having your own pew to sit in that might be like elevated above everybody else and like with gold, whatever. And they were, they were like club box seating basically <laughs> for church. I mean, hey, whatever, whatever floats the boat, you know? Uh, of course, this went out of fashion when the clergy actually, you know, the ones that had a little bit more morality than everybody else. <laughs> were like, were like, hey, uh, this is not what Jesus intended. He actually said that we should all be just worshiping the same in the same way, that there shouldn't be anyone above anybody else. This is church. This isn't the Colosseum. No, 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 no. What he meant was poor people can't be above other people that right right but if you're wealthy enough to afford like you got to read between the lines but he meant it jesus meant (laughs) for wealthy people to sit higher than poor people so those (laughs) poor people would remember their place okay kiki one moment let me go on a little tangent can you imagine being like super wealthy and just wanting to be a dick and building like in the front of the pews being like I want I want pews that are gonna block everyone. They have to be like twelve feet high, and ma- having that made, and then never even going to that church, just being a dick. This is these are <laughs> the things. That's the part that I would like. Yes, that's the part. Yeah, because if you go there, they're gonna beat the shit out of you for like you know being a dick bag. But if you never go, you know who's gonna who's gonna beat the shit out of you? No one. Oh my. So, <laughs> pew forty one in this church was rented by Philadelphia Mayor Samuel Powell and it was also where George Washington sat when he worshipped here. Oh, that's nice. So you can sit your butt where George Washington sat. I'd I'd actually 100% do that. There is a row of Osage orange trees said to have been planted with seeds brought back from Lewis and Clark. Interesting. And there are also some really, really important Philadelphians buried here. For example, the artist Charles Wilson Peel James Polk's vice president, George Mifflin Dallas, is buried here. And Benjamin Chu, I thought I would mention that one because he owned a place that was previously on our list of haunted locations. I took it off based on what I'm about to tell you. So Benjamin Chu used to own the mansion called Cliveden, which is very much like Grumblethorpe that we did talk about. And it was taken during the 1777 Battle of Germantown. Okay. So Cliveden was one that I was looking into as well, because there were some ghost stories there that had cropped up. But turns out that they're all much later. And the Chu family who owned that property until the 70s had said that the whole entire time that their family was ever there, they never experienced anything at all paranormal. Which is exactly what they would say were. No. Basically, investigators even come to the conclusion that the stories are more like legends and actual happenings. One of them in particular was there was supposedly this old woman who you'd see walking around with no head. And the story goes that her head, those are chopped off by a British soldier during that Battle of Germantown, or that she had her head lopped off by a cannonball during that battle. This house was hit with so much cannonball, it was ridiculous. Like, they were trying to bring it down, and they could not do it. Fuck you, England! I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> we love you, though. I'm just, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, so, of course, the legend sort of like... Shut up. So the legends actually grew up, I think, about maybe from the fact that Cliveden was so well built that the British could not bring this house down either. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. I like that little aside. But as far as the ghost story part, there's not any real evidence that there's anything there. So moving on, there are eight First Peoples tribes chiefs buried here. All of them died from smallpox while they were visiting President Washington in 1793. This is part of of that smallpox epidemic that we often talk about with a lot of these other places, like Grumblethorpe has a story about the ghost girl who supposedly got the smallpox and and passed away. Well, this one's no different. Wait, um, you're saying that, because I don't personally know anyone with 
with smallpox. Was there something that's happened between then and now that might have gotten rid of smallpox? I'm going to actually get into that in a second. Oh, are we? Because I'm super excited. Yes. So I do want to I want to recognize this because this church is really, really interesting. They have a, a source online where you can go and read everything that I'm telling you is from that handwritten source online that you can go read. And if you go down the list, and I will give you some examples, because I thought they were very interesting from like a forensics point of view as well. But in honor of the chiefs, because I don't, I do want to mention them. There was Legise, the chief of the Potawatomi's of the Illinois River. He died at age 36. These are all, it's all going to be smallpox. So. Apotapea of the Pankasho, he was a war chief, 25 years old. Begig Watano, and he was a war chief of the Wabash Nation. 52 years old. Barkskin of the Pankashaw Nation, 26 years old. Grand Joseph, he was the great chief of the Viatano Nation of Eel Creek. He was 63 years old. Wapatit, war chief, 60 years old. And he was of the Yurgahaya Nation. There was Toma, he was another war chief from the Pawaruna Nation, 62 years old. And then Little Elk, it just says an Indian chief, and there's not much else about him. They didn't know where he came from or how old he was when he passed away. These are not marked graves, but they know where they're buried in. They they have like a number. So as far as the church is concerned, like they know where they are. I wonder why. This part of the ghost story is very interesting. I will go ahead and tell you this part of the haunting since I mentioned all the chiefs. And I, I looked into this, though, because I thought it was sort of uh, like, how how true is it? You know, mm-hmm. supposedly this is the biggest one as far as like many people have seen this. It's well documented. It's happened throughout history. And that is that there is a ghost that appears every night at 9 p.m. stands over the graves of the first people's chiefs. Can't find anything about an actual description of what they look like. It's just sort of a ghostly figure type thing. Mm-hmm. I read about our first people's tribes and how they handled death. It's interesting because I don't think the ghost is actually a Native American. I've read accounts where sometimes if someone died of a sickness, especially, they would bury the person and then move the entire tribe away from that burial. Like they wouldn't go there. So it just sort of depends on how the tribe would have mourned the loss. So I often wonder like, if this isn't just maybe somebody who was taking care of them and still visits like every night. Now, if I go there... And there's not a ghost standing at that grave at 9 p.m. I'm going to be really pissed off. Well, maybe it's like 9 p.m., <laughs> you know, Pacific Standard Time. Right. And what about the time change? Is it exactly 9 p.m.? Yeah. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe show a little mercy. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that's the most, quote unquote, famous sighting is this one that happens supposedly because I haven't been there yet. So as I was saying that you can go online, you can read these handwritten resources. And there's a couple that caught my eye. And one of them is uh, the death the first death occurs on February 10th. His name's Thomas Shepard, and it says died of bruises received by thieves that broke into his house, age 28 years old. February 26, Isabel, his wife, dies of fits, age 30. I'm thinking that this might have been like a seizures brought on by injuries that she may have received in that same assault by the thieves. So it's like, oh, that's really sad. There was a Benjamin Jones who says killed by a fall in a vessel's yard, which was probably the wharf, age 27. And of course, there are tons of children in here who died of measles and smallpox, aged just a few months to a few years. Other ailments listed that we can easily solve today are sore throat, fever, vomiting, Worms. I love that one. Worms. Ew. And putrid fever. Separate from regular fever. Putrid fever. And you just have to say to yourself, like, hmm, there's a vaccine for, (laughs) you know, some of those things now that save children's lives. And there is the ability for us to just walk down the street or drive in our car down the street and get something that solves your sore throat and fever. If you're vomiting, there's something for that. Uh, you're probably not going to die of worms, you know, in this day and age. I hope not. Anyway, at least not in like America. Right, right. Uh, you know, so yeah, just something to keep in mind of um, how many kids died back in the day, never made it 
you know i would i would be willing to give a number on that that uh question as in too many before i get into our big ghost story that i found completely by accident there is something else about this graveyard and apparently a couple of the businesses along that same street will say that they've always had weird things happen they think that's possibly like ghosts from the cemetery mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if i believe that either but if everything from doors opening and closing on their own windows being opened after you've closed them keys and personal items going missing all kinds of rude stuff yeah and but and then the big one shadow people Ooh. Yeah, they see shadow people in other businesses or walking down the street. I think it's interesting to mention another podcast I just listened to, Scry. We've often talked about him. He does some real-life ghost stories, and it was funny because he just did an episode that had a few stories about cemeteries, and every one of them had shadow people. And JC, you have to listen to this episode because one in particular had shadow people and shadow dogs with bright red eyes that had a very deep growl sound and the dog and the shadow person meld into one thing right in front of their eyes so it's kind of funny when i read that about the grave site and the area and then people see thinking they see shadow people along the road and even in some of the houses like near there well businesses near there yeah maybe there's something to it you know maybe something to consider i saved the best for last and jc has not heard this yet i have not this is exciting in mixed in with all of these names it says elizabeth reeves killed age 17 years okay there's nothing else like no other notations about her and for some reason i keyed into that i was like that is unusual for everybody else living in this or living huh my god that's kind of funny everyone else buried in this cemetery there's a lot of information there's ages there's how they died there's did they pay where their lot is for example like the the numbers and everything this is all it says killed age 17 years so i do a little bit of digging and i find out that she was murdered murdered yeah and it took 17 years to do the murder no Oh my god dude this isn't funny okay so on the morning on the morning of august 16th 1792 elizabeth was found dead lying face down in mud near warden's wharf the kensington area philadelphia the evening before around 8 p.m she was last seen exiting the home of a family member in that area from the original news article which i was able to find she was raped and brutally beaten she had a wound on the side of her face some of her teeth were loose and she had bruising all over her body there was evidence that she had been dragged from the original location of where the brutality actually took place she was dragged a few feet away from there and they know that they knew that because there was mud on her shoes that indicated that she'd been dragged through that mud okay her hair comb and her ribbon were found just a few feet away that where the brutality probably took place right elizabeth was was an apprentice to a mantua maker now for those of you who don't know what that is which is probably everybody including myself that's a women's fashion pattern designer the mantua is it was kind of like this really popular outfit where you could put it on and it was like a fits everybody kind of thing she was an orphan and she'd been taken in by an unnamed uncle she was considered to be very friendly and a beautiful girl and she was engaged to be married to a young tradesman in the area She was interned at St. Peter's with a huge gathering of Philadelphians who had heard the story and, quote, lamenting the unhappy and untimely death of this victim to the barbarity of those whose pride it should have been to afford protection to an unguarded innocence. This is such a huge story. $300 reward is offered from the governor of Pennsylvania, Thomas Mifflin. A young boy later comes forth to the police telling them, that he had walked up on two men doing, quote, something on the wharf. That something he later explains is that he saw them piling rocks on something. And it wasn't until the men had fled the scene in a dinghy that he realized that what they were covering with rocks was this young woman who was bloodied and battered and lying in the mud. He was so scared by what he saw that he ran home and he was later encouraged to come forth and tell the police his story. Captain Dunlop who headed the murder investigation was quoted as saying that a time would come that the perpetrator, although he'd take refuge, quote, in the hollows of the mountains, 
or in the bottom of the deep abyss must and will be vomited up again to appease the injustice of the virtuous living. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it sure is. Now here's where things get weird. On October 31st, 1810, this is a newspaper article from the Adams Gazette, which is in Gettysburg, but they covered this whole area, right? Mm -hmm. 18 years after the murder, a suspect is finally arrested. It's Charles Brees, a former constable of the city, was accused by his stepmother on her deathbed. She said that on the night of the murder, Charles came home covered in blood. She attempted to ask him what happened, but he ignored her and he went to bed. His sleep becomes restless and she can hear him groaning. And when she goes into the room to ask him what's wrong, he says that he has just seen a young woman enter his room with a lighted candle and that she disappeared. This and other circumstantial evidence makes the stepmother believe that Charles had something to do with his murder and that the girl had been haunting him his entire life. She also implicated a friend of his as well. So that's your two men, right? This friend no longer lived in the state, but there was one piece of evidence that the police had never released to the public. And that was that Elizabeth had a buckle in her dead hand, a buckle from a shoe that had initials on it. And those initials match that of Charles's friend. Oh. Right? Uh, unfortunately, all of this was circumstantial and Brees was later released and allowed to live out his life until he died when he was age 70. But even the newspapers believed, without a doubt, that he had murdered her. And what's really cool, <laughs> in a way, is that even though he lived, he was possibly being haunted by, by that girl his whole life god damn right he fucking deserves it right if it was him um, oh it probably was yeah. <laughs> oh it probably was good fuck him and everything he's saying that's that is your bonus ghost story that i found by accident <laughs> i mean that's a that's a good bonus ghost story if i've ever heard a good bonus story dude right so sometimes sometimes go with your gut guys you know if you see something weird maybe it is weird and then it got weirder let's use this moment to say hey maybe don't rape people yeah maybe don't rape people or kill people it's not a good idea. Bad. I'm not so sure about the second one, but definitely uh, not kill. I thought we established that murder was bad like a little while ago. Did we not establish we? that? I don't remember this. Go back and listen later. Okay, this is like a nice, beefy, extra long episode. Because the next dang. one we're going to talk about is Piscataway Town Burial Ground, Middlesex County, New Jersey. It dates back to 1693, and it may even have burials earlier than that it is considered one of the oldest burial grounds in middlesex county i just like to say sex over and over again mm -hmm. so this one i kind of added it in at the last minute so i'll, I'll be honest with you guys i really want to research this woman a little bit more and we might even do a bonus episode on her and uh you'll find out why in a second the most famous person buried here is mary moore and you guys might know her better as Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. The original legend is, and this comes straight from Middlesex County, New Jersey legend. During the colonial era, Mary Moore was accused of being a witch. People said that she could, I love this one, she grew strange plants and she would cause animals to do things for her and that she dressed like a witch. Like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, of course, these are all great reasons to, you know, burn somebody at the stake. Which is what they did on October 19th, 1731. Wait, what year? October 19th, 1731. I don't know why, but I heard 1931. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, those were different things going on then. It says to this day. I love that when it's like to this day, <laughs> then you know, it's a legend that Bloody Mary has an affinity to fire. And of course, if you stand in front of a mirror in a darkened room while holding a lit candle and you can't blink while you stare into the mirror into your own reflection and you slowly chant, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, her spirit will appear in the mirror and show you a vision of your own death. That's the legend. And then there's the actual gravesite, which apparently has some pretty strange things that happen around it. So again, these, to me, these are rumors but still fun you can walk around her grave three times and spit and mary's ghost will appear to you this is the one that um is a lot of conjecture about it okay because there's there's two different 
versions of this. And then there's also conjecture about how it happened from people who are alive during this quote unquote time period. Wait, what do you mean quote unquote time period? Well, because some people the time are like, period's not in quote. Well, no, because some people are like, oh, it happened on this day or happened on that day or, you know. Like, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, so it's, it's vague. It's a vague area. Yeah, it's a little vague. Um, basically, there were two teenage boys who stole Mary's gravestone. <gasps> Why would you do that? And that he hid it in his closet, the one kid. Okay. Shortly afterwards, while he was crossing Route 1, he was killed. He got hit by a car. Serves him right. The brother smashed the gravestone out of fear of it being cursed. Now, the other half of that story, like an extension of that story, says that the brother who smashed the gravestone was then later killed in an automobile accident. Couldn't find anything that was like definitive on that one. That's what I said. I might want to go back and, and do a little bit more research on some of the legends around her. We could do a whole thing just on her. That'd be kind of cool. But the gravestone was replaced. And again, <laughs> nobody can agree on when it was replaced either. It literally is like anywhere from the 1950s to the 1990s, although it seems more likely just because people remember it, it, like from the area, they think it's somewhere between the 80s and the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of weird. I love those little like added things about the grave area, though. Like, oh, you can like walk three times around her gravestone and spit and then she'll appear. I think that probably comes from the original legend about say her name three times and she'll appear. Yeah. But still a spooky place to go visit. And of course, we never, ever want you to trespass. And we don't want you to destroy anyone's gravestones ever because that's very disrespectful. And we don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do that. That's that's bad. And I know speaking from experience, unfortunately, that gravestones are extremely expensive and difficult to replace. Yeah, so let's not do that. If they're very old, it's, it's just really heartbreaking that you can never replace that ever. Yeah. And it's usually, you know, shitty teenagers being shitty. Yeah. Scataway Town, by the way, is considered in Edison, New Jersey, if you're looking to visit. Most cemeteries that we're going to talk about, with the exception of this next one and our last one for today, probably the most famous one in all the country, the cemeteries are going to close at like 4 p.m., especially this time of year. Because it's mostly at sundown is when they'll be closed. So unless you have absolute permission from the church or from whoever owns the property to say, well, I'm doing a ghost investigation. We're going to be very respectful. This is what we want to do. Most of the time I found they'll say yes, as long as like you have your credentials of who you are and what you're doing there. Got it? Last one, guys. Save the best for last. I absolutely adore the cemetery. And everything about it. it is also my favorite legend of all time. And that is Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, New York, previously known as Terrytown. You guys are probably super familiar with this because of the legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. Wait, what's that? Oh, boy. <laughs> the Headless Horseman. Yeah, I'm Hollow. aware. I'm being an asshole. I know. I'm just letting other people know in case we do have oh, people okay. who listen to us. I want to say thank you, Norway, because you are now our fourth country. Like our fourth most listeners are in Norway. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. So for those of you who are not aware, there is a legend of Sleepy Hollow written by Washington Irving. And it's sort of based on a little bit of truth historically that happened in this area where there is a Hessian soldier who apparently head lopped off and that his body was buried in the sleepy hollow cemetery that is closest to the church there it's an awesome place to go visit at halloween they will place a pumpkin where the unmarked grave of the hessian soldier is to believe to be buried it's kind of cool. I have pictures I can share with you guys because I would I love to put my pictures of Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. I took like over 100. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But it's like there's a, a gap where there's no headstones. And that's where the pumpkin is. It's like that's where he's buried, right? It's kind of cool. Anyway, so beyond that legend of the Hessian soldier, that's your headless horseman. There's another interesting one that involves a statue and that's of the bronze lady you guys up there in new york probably know about this one 
she's a life-size cast bronze beautiful woman and it powers over the mausoleum of the civil war general samuel thomas she has sort of this very sad sleepy look on her face it's not very threatening at all it's it's more of a somber type feel to it legend has it that at night she comes to life and wanders the cemetery grounds it's just one of them i've also heard that you can sit on her lap and if you touch her face she'll start weeping there's another one that says that if you're brave enough to sit on her lap that you'll be guarded by her for the rest of your life kind of like that one i thought was really sweet if you dare you can knock on the door of the general's mausoleum once or three times depending on who's telling you the legend but if you knock on the door one to three times depending on who you're hearing this from and then look inside you'll have bad dreams all night long which of course could happen anyway, you know, like, I love that. I love all those like crazy things. There is a lot though to see here. And it's really super interesting. Now I've done the murder and mayhem tour and I did it on Halloween night for my birthday, which was so awesome. It was like seven years ago now, I think six years ago now. So that's a lantern tour that you can take. I don't know if they're I, I mean i i want to think that they're probably doing it with covid i think a lot of these places are just doing very small tours so you have to sign up super early i mean it was we had to sign up super early and there and covid wasn't going on so they're probably having like really small tours so there's not a lot of people but it is outside so that's kind of nice in that it might be something they're going to do I have to go to the website just go to the website and check it out because things are changing back and forth in new york so it just depends on what's going on on that week. There's also a tour called The Good, The Bad, and The Unusual that I wanted to take at some point. During the day, you can go there. It's open. You can just go and see everything. First of all, it's an immense, absolutely enormous cemetery. And there are so many beautiful gravestones to look at. And of course, there are a ton of famous people buried there. Elizabeth Arden is buried there. Most of the Rockefellers are buried there. There is a subject that we may broach at some point to JC. I didn't talk to you about this, but I learned this from the tour. And that is that back in the day, you used to spend so much money to get a really good spot in this cemetery. And it's cool because it, it's kind of up on a hill and you can actually see Manhattan from Sleepy Hollow because of the elevation. Okay. That people would go there on the weekends and have picnics in the cemetery. Okay. Because they paid a lot of money for it and they're like, fuck it, we're having a picnic with our dead uncle. <laughs> Why not? Good. I would be very interested. I, I at some point want to do um, extra research on that and find out how many how many different cemeteries across the United States were the same way. And seeing it in the daytime, because I saw it at nighttime first, then during the day we went on November 1st, we like, you know, spent the night and then went the next day to kind of see what it looks like for real. And you're like, well, no shit. I mean, there's like rhododendrons. This it's absolutely gorgeous. There's all these trees and there's a creek that runs through it, which is part of the story. How the headless horseman can't cross over the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I guess if I paid a ridiculous amount of money for this beautiful vantage point to be buried in, I'd probably want to hang out with it while I was alive. Yeah, I could see that because, you know, get your fucking money's worth, dude. We have something super special for you. And it's something that we have never done on Mission Spooky yet, but it's spooky season. And I wanted to pick a band to share with you guys that celebrates some of that spookiness and fits in perfectly with the next three episodes that we're doing, including this one. And that is Unveil is a female-fronted dark rock band from Sherbrooke, Quebec, Canada, with classic metal riffs, haunting melodies, and sort of sound like evanescence or hailstorm personally listened to one song fell in love with it immediately i will be playing that one not in this session though today you're going to hear the song camera again that is unveil you can follow them on instagram you can also follow them on twitter and you can follow them on bandcamp and you'll see mission spooky supporting them because we bought all of it <laughs> that's how much i love it anyway when we get back Spooky Squad news. We've got shout outs and we have something pretty special for you guys. I mean, my voice is pretty special, so you already got that. More special than you. <laughs> Doubt it.
right, welcome back, guys. First of all, I want to give a huge thank you to our new Patreon supporter, Mitch. Mitch is now going to have access to our monthly Discord chat, special Q&A with me, JC, and anybody else as a special guest that wants to show up. And what's cool about that is we may have guests from other podcasts that I've interviewed over at Pod of Holding. So keep that in mind. You never know who's going to show up for those Q&As. It's going to be pretty cool. He also received our Mission Spooky logo sticker. And right now, if you're signing up, you also get our Pod of Holding sticker as well. Wait, why didn't I get those? I want some stickers. Because you just didn't ask for it. I'm going to put them on my car, though. I'm going to drive around with them in my car now. I demand seven. I have a lot of cars because I'm a wealthy podcast. <laughs> I'm rolling okay. in the dough, yes. There's only like four of those right now. <laughs> Three of them were wealthy before they started their podcast. Wait, do you know David Adder, whatever, has a podcast? Yeah, I would listen to his voice. He could literally just, just tell me that whatever he wants. I don't even care. Right? Oh. All right, so instead of doing shout outs, I did something extra special for you guys. I asked some of the podcast who we follow, some of the ones who we're friends with, if they had any cemetery ghost stories. And what I got back was very typical of podcasters. It was funny. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm going to start with one of my favorite ones first. So these guys are great. They have a podcast called But It Was Aliens. Very funny. Look them up. The word but is spelled B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. -T. I know where some of you guys might be going with that. Oh, I was already, yeah. And uh, I, I asked the question and I got back, um, if you'd had sex in a cemetery in your youth, would you be really bad? Question mark. Asking for a friend. And I responded and said, no, because quote unquote, my friend has already done it. So know that, that they wouldn't be bad for that. I thought that was funny. I was sort of insinuating that I myself had had sex in a cemetery, so I can't really judge. <laughs> I grew up goth, okay? We did some weird shit. Didn't say it was right. I just said it was weird, okay? Family Plot Podcast. It's a daughter and a dad, and I'm like, hey, he's like, um, being, I'm the dad here. Uh, he can beat having sex in a cemetery and told me that he had sex in a, a convent parking lot. That is pretty good. Pretty uh, heroic. <laughs> Right? Like, was he banging one of the nuns? I asked that question because, come okay. on, man. I'm a yeah, great. You gotta um, know. You gotta know. It. And he said no, but he thought some of them might have been watching. Uh, probably. <laughs> and they were definitely judging him on his poor technique. I mean, great <laughs> technique. So, next we have. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the name of this podcast. It cracks me up every time. It's called The Shit Show. Oh, that's a good name. I feel like that might be what we should have named this. It's a subtitle. It's uh, The Shit Show, a half-assed true crime podcast. That would be us, too. We could <laughs> half-ass it. We're like... No, we full, we full-ass paranormal stuff. Oh, no, full-ass paranormal. I'm saying half-assed true crime. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah, we'd be like, oh, I don't know this fucking dude. Everybody does true crime. This is bullshit. Yeah. This one is... I once snuck out of the house when I was like 14 to meet my friends and our boyfriends at a park down the road. And it was right next to a cemetery. So my friend and I meet up and there's some weirdo crackhead who came out of the cemetery and kept asking us if he wanted to go see his mannequins. <laughs> we noped the fuck out of there. Your kids want to see my mannequins? Your kids, you need to Hey, you want to see my mannequins? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a great voice. And also, it was probably as creepy as that. And so I would have also noped out of there as well. I would also like to give a shout out to Talkin' Shiz because they, of course, had the best pun <laughs> for the cemetery episode, which is the creepy thing about cemeteries is that everyone is dying to get in there. You know, here's the thing, Kiki. Here's the thing. I been wanting to make that joke on literally every cemetery we talked you talked about today and i <laughs> held myself back knowing you know what it's a dad joke that kiki's just gonna slap her face but no some other assholes make the joke and now it's the funniest thing you've ever heard i see how it is kiki do you know the only thing that i heard in that whole rant 
Yeah. That you that you corrected yourself when you said that I talked about the cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give a shout out to the Funs with Friends podcast because she did an archaeological dig in a cemetery. And since archaeology is my jam, that is awesome. Good job. She was looking for unmarked graves based on vegetation growth, which is which is fantastic. That's 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 great. I love that. Last one, and I laughed so hard at this because it was a mistake that was made. It was absolutely hysterical. So the movie seller, who we've been buds with for a while, responded by saying, I don't have anything creepy about cemeteries, but I like to troll stupid confederate sympathizers by taking down union monuments and graves of union soldiers and sharing them on facebook page that he created called no participation trophies union civil war monuments that hobby has taken me into older graveyards in new england which has been pretty cool now what he meant to say was he liked tracking down union monuments not taking them down right yeah I would hope so. Right? So he corrects himself. And um, on Second Watch podcast responded to that by saying, I was confused by your logic, but now it may make sense. And I'm dying because I'm like, yeah, wait, what? (laughs) I'm confused. How is this? And then, of course, talking shiz because they're the bomb. They just put up the image from Ron Burgundy. He's saying, I love lamp. And I'm like, yes, that is. Yes, that is exactly how I was processing the how, why, what, how are you trolling Confederate sympathizers by taking down Union? Oh, tracking down. Okay. Okay. Gosh. Wow. I just, and then I snorted my iced coffee right out of my nose and it was great. Not proud of you. Thank you, Talking Shiz. You got like extra points today for making me laugh twice. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we'll be doing the same thing for the forest, the haunted forest episode. I'm really hoping that these guys have some actual creepy ass forest stories to share with us because I think it's fun to give shout outs to different podcasts, but I think it's even more fun if they're participating in the telling of the stories, right? I, I agree. My good buddy, who I know basically is the nickname Toast. He has Toast Media. He's a He's an artist. He asked me this question very important well he sent me this very important question which was how many pods could a podcaster pod if a podcaster could pod pods two toast the answers to kiki can only pod two podcasts at the same time right now if i quit my other job then i could possibly do four uh could i could do it i could do it if i wasn't working the other job life goals jc life goals get me the fuck out of here life goals <laughs> so anyway baby we already shouted out mitch we did he's a hero like Mitch, be a hero. Yeah, give us money. That's how you become a hero. <laughs> Heroes is a pay to a pay to win program. To be one, you have to pay us. Speaking of Patreon, if you want to join the squad, you can go over to Patreon and sign up for our one dollar level. One single buck is going to get no, you. No puck. It's pucks or now. Puck. We only take hockey pucks as payment. Hockey season is on over and not over. It's going to be really strange, guys. I don't even want to say. Go Flyers. I know we didn't make it, but whatever. Neither did the Boston Bruins, so Go suck Burns. it, Doug. Uh, I just told my husband to suck it because he's a Bruins fan. Just want everybody to know that. I mean, I love you, but you don't listen to the podcast anyway because you're a dick. Um, <laughs> moving on. It's kind of great. Now I can just say all kinds of things about him and he won't ever know because he'll never listen. Wow, rude. My husband's great, guys. I'm just honestly joking. He's he's superb. One single buck is going to get you access to our booper reels. Uh, there's four up there. Five and six are on the way. JC says so much bullshit that I just keep having it like chop it up into more and more episodes for you guys because it's a good 20 or 30 minutes of just random stupid shit. $5 level now gets you that Q&A with us once a month and also some stickers. We'll be asking you for your mailing address. And right now, the first 20 people that sign up are going to get a card from me that's hand-drawn. And if you've been watching all the way back over when COVID first started, I started drawing some of those. And those are what are going to be going out into the world. So you get a little piece of artwork from me too. Yeah, if you want to do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser, that would be awesome. It gets us even more exposure. You guys have been doing that for us and we appreciate it. If you haven't done it yet, please do it because it it really does help us get noticed. The more notice we get, the better sponsorship we can get. And and Kiki can quit her 
job <laughs> and just do more podcasting because I have so many more things that I want to share with you guys, but I literally don't have the time to do all this editing. So make I mean, my dream come true, which is time if only you cared a little bit. If only I didn't have a, a job and a child to also take now, care of. All I'm thing. hearing are excuses and I demand results. Uh, all right. You demand all you want. <laughs> You can also access our website now. That is on the link tree, which is available if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram. You can click on that. It's the fastest and easiest way to get through it because it's through Wix right now. And all of our bands that we support are up there. They can get to really quickly through Spotify or Bandcamp if they have a Bandcamp. And all of the bonus episodes are there with all the bonus music. So if you ever want wanting to hear the whole song from any of the bonus episodes, we have all those up there and they're all archived. Give credit where credit's due. What else? Oh, we have a Facebook page. We also have a Facebook Facebook page for Pot of Holding as well. So if you want to just go do both of them. JC rules the With, fuck. I mean, let's... I really <laughs> don't. I, I don't. Let's just say, you know, I don't. I don't. This hasn't been a year for the Facebook page because we put it off for like months. It was like six months ago. So maybe a half a year if you're telling everybody that you rule it with an iron fist. But I mean, let's let's be honest. I I, I never I I did maybe for like two weeks. And then <laughs> I was like, wow, this is way more work than I actually ever want to do in my life. So I'm I'm out. Uh... So do we have to change it now that Kiki rules it with a obsidian fist? Because I mean, sure, do whatever you want. But like, eh. <laughs> also, personally, I've been kind of slowing down on my Facebook consumption. I recently yeah. got rid of a bunch of uh, people who share views. I no longer agree. I, I never agreed with. But I no longer want to see. Mm. And I don't yeah. even want to call them political views because I don't think equal rights for humans is political. <laughs> right. I think that should just be a given. And if you don't believe in equal rights, yeah, maybe I don't need you in my fucking life. Yeah. BTFO. And that's why I had to get rid of Kiki on Facebook. Fairies. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, if there's any kind of audio issues now, I am. Oh, um, I can tell you right now there's going to be audio issues no, because you've be been fine. kind of any and a little bit. I'm putting it mainly to the fact that you're using Discord through the. Yeah, but the funny thing is that I've monitored my voice connection this whole entire time and it's been green and like all bars like the whole time. Oh, then maybe it's just my connection. I don't know. I'm hoping. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping that since you didn't mention them until like the last part that I just have to cobble something together for this last part. And I also now concerned because I had to use my phone to access like what people told us about their cemetery cemetery stories. And, you know, if you get the phone too close to the microphone. I know you guys know this. It it definitely fucks it up. <laughs> so here's to hoping that I kept it far enough away and was able to read it. Yay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I man. did that on like one of our first episodes. Yep. Mm, good time. Yep. We had to redo like the whole thing. It was great. Good time. Um, you can go buy merch now. You'll be able to go buy merch. Get a t shirt for yourself. It's coming up on Halloween. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to buy it. I'm kind of excited. I'm buying a t shirt. Taking us out today again is going to be Unveil from Quebec, Canada with their song Camera. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them at Bandcamp. I highly suggest just going and purchasing the albums because they are amazing. And if you've ever been on Bandcamp, you know it's 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 reasonable too. Because I know some of us are broke, but want to enjoy something a little special. Stay spooky, guys. And don't die. If you do, contact us. Via, if you could, contact us through hidden messages on pizza menu. Because I am looking at three on my computer desk right now. Mmm. kind of want to go get some pizza. What kind of pizza should I get, Kiki? Glory, God, are